You're listening to Girls Gone Wad. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode... Nope. (laughs) That might be good. I think it's 264. Girls Gone Wad. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 264. This episode is sponsored by Kettlebell Kitchen. Hey, you guys, have you tried Kettlebell Kitchen yet? It's so good. All of their things are so good. I finally tried their pancakes, and they're so They're so good. (laughs) Miles loves them. Everybody loves them. And they come with syrup and, like, this delightful little berry compote. Compote. Just my favorite word. Love the word compote. Not capote. Not capote. So good. I also really liked the... um, beef and yucca one mm-hmm. i'm trying that today Ooh, so good yeah so if you are new to kettlebell kitchen go to kettlebellkitchen.com and use code ggw that will get you 25 dollars off your first two orders of 50 dollars or more which is a pretty freaking good deal guys and also you can come visit us at the kettlebell kitchen booth at the crossfit games next week we will have our full roundup uh episode for the crossfit games which will my gosh by next week it'll just be one day away oh my gosh you guys it's here so um keep an ear out for that we will be spending a lot of time with the kettlebell kitchen guys we may even be doing some celebrity pancake flipping celebrity pancake flipping i will flip the pancakes i feel like they might be pre-made <laughs> they probably are but maybe i'll make some fresh ones just <laughs> yeah. for you if you guys stop by and say hi we'll warm them up for yeah. you there you go um, so maybe some like mickey mouse shaped ones yes. yeah <laughs> yeah shaped like dave castro dave castro pancakes that would be amazing. No promises on that. <laughs> All right, guys. So check out the Cuddlebell Kitchen. Support the podcast. You will love their food. And I also love, I post about this on Instagram stories, all their containers are compostable. They're made out of paper, like cardboard, basically. No waste. Do it. Okay. So this week we have Margot Alvarez on the show again. It was wonderful to catch up with her. We talked all things CrossFit Games, all things Vineyard CrossFit. It was just nice to catch up with her. She's such a great person. We love her so much. And if you want to check out the other two episodes that Margot has been on, you can check out episode 157 and episode 228. But we hope you guys enjoy our third wonderful conversation with this wonderful lady. Enjoy. Time for that. So why don't you go ahead and let's get started and just catch us up on life. So you moved to Vegas. Uh, How did that come to be? Um, So we moved to Vegas about, it's been a little over a month now, probably like a month and a couple days. Um, we just had a really hard time getting into Utah. Uh, the wine wasn't accepted into the state. And if you can't bring the wine into the state, you can't get the wine into liquor stores and you can't sell it obviously there because it's different than other states. So our big focus was to move. And our big two options we were looking at was either Las Vegas or Sacramento, California. California, we obviously have a big following and we have a lot of friends in the area. Plus our license, we're licensed in California. So that was a big incentive there. We, we considered Paso Robles because that's where all the winemaking is. And that's where all of our production facility is. But in terms of getting in and out, it's hard, one, for flying. Um, and two, is what we want to do, was what we want to do. It's so saturated there that we would just be another winemaker, another company trying to build our brand. And so we decided Vegas would be the best option. 
And it's been a great opportunity. We've obviously, in terms of networking and connections with people, um, just through the means of CrossFit has been amazing. Um, we actually started with a dis- working with a distributor earlier in the year that's in Nevada, that's in Las Vegas, and he actually CrossFits it well as well. And so it definitely was um, it was a small world in that matter. But, uh, yeah, Vegas was, I think, the best option when we looked at California or Vegas. And we'll still travel around and do a lot of things, but that was the main incentive was – where's the best place that we can kind of set ourselves down and focus on building the brand, focus on building the wine and get the wine out there. So that was kind of the main decision behind Vegas. Wow. And so how's it going so yeah. far? It's really good. So we, um, we've been working, like I said, we were, we've been working with a distributor since earlier this year, I'd say about maybe like February, March, maybe even April. Um, and we've been working with him. We got the wine into total wine, which is like a liquor store. Oh, is that There's like total a- wine and beverage? Yeah, total oh, wine and beverage. that's yeah. amazing. We have one in Colorado. Oh, do you? That's yeah, or in awesome. Denver, I should say, in Colorado. Okay. <laughs> in Denver, yeah. Yeah, technically in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we got it into there. We found out a couple weeks ago. That's a huge and so that was, store. <clears throat> yeah, so we're super excited. There's five different locations in Vegas, and so each store here is going to take two cases of the goat. So we'll do, after the games, we'll do, like, some wine tastings and, like, in-person events there. So I'm super excited for that because I think that would be a great way to not only talk to people and meet people, which I obviously love doing and being yeah. a part of, but also being in person, I think, is obviously a lot better than just, you know, over, like, online or over the phone or, you know, out of state. And I think that's something that we definitely wanted to be a little bit more a part of in terms of being in person. It's like, all right, we're based in Vegas. We can do more in-person events. We're locally established within this community and we want to continue to build that and obviously being there in person is a huge benefit um so after the games we'll start to do we'll set that up with our distributor and we'll uh we'll get to work with everyone in terms of that total wine um aspect and hopefully we'll be able to bring more going forward um and we've also had an opportunity we met with the um, like the head SOM or the head wine director for the MGM. And he really liked to go back in January. And so we're working on trying to figure out how we can place that within the restaurants or the hotels um, through MGM. And then we actually, one of the general managers of a restaurant called Sears Hucker, it's in located in Caesar's palace. Um, he was working with his representative there and we actually were able to get the wine into Sears Hucker um, that restaurant on the strip in in uh, in Caesars. So we're all we just found this out like two days ago. So that's another like oh my gosh, awesome yes. Oh, and it's hard so because cool. yeah, we have all this stuff coming up, and it's like we see it, and then it's like our at least I feel like my mind's really occupied with training and of getting course. ready for the games. But it's like we're trying to celebrate these little successes along the way because. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing to have this all kind of happen and unfold after all the work that we've put in building the business. It's been almost two years since we started everything. And so just to finally have a little bit of success and like small progresses forward, small steps forward and having those, um, those things kind of come to light. It's really cool. It's kind of like, Oh man. Okay. Like we can keep pushing and let's keep doing it. <laughs> like one step at a time, because like it's such a big project too. You probably have to kind of take those small successes and be like, okay, we're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep doing this. Um, one, one question was, how do you get these? Do you have to just sit down with these restaurant owners or these business owners and be like, here, taste our wine? Yeah, it's tough. A lot. What we've learned uh, a lot of it is it comes out to people, you know, 
or the connections you have. Okay. And God, so isn't that the, big, the truth with like life in a lot of situations? It's like who you know. <laughs> exactly. And so luckily we've had some really good connections um, through like CrossFit, which has been amazing. Like I said, our distributor, uh, his name is James Betts, and he actually goes to CrossFit Culmination here in Vegas. And he's a level two coach. And when we reached out to distributors and people in the Vegas area, we I think we sent like over 30 emails or um, I can't, yeah, 30 plus emails out and we only got two back. One was like, no, I'm not interested. Thanks. Good luck. And the other one was James. And he's like, all right, you know, tell me a little bit more. And again, small worldy CrossFit. So that definitely was um, a help and a benefit just knowing the CrossFit community. Uh, and in terms of talking to the people, the restaurant manager the, or the GM manager at Searsucker, he CrossFit as well at Max Effort. And so again, by the the lucky hair on our chin or however that phrase yeah, goes, yeah. being able <laughs> to meet people and connect with them because we've had, I've had other meetings with other people and they're like, that's great. You know, like that's cool. You have your wine, you got it in here, you know, but it's like, what, what, why would I want to sell your wine over someone else's wine? Like what's the incentive to sell your product and your brand mm. versus yes. X, Y, Z over here that's yeah. already established. Yeah. Like what makes you so special? <laughs> exactly. Like, Oh, that's cool. Like you're just another, like, needle in the haystack yeah. when you're looking at everything in the big picture. So, I mean, obviously not being discouraged, but there's a lot of times where people are like, no, you know, like tell us no, like that's great. But you know, it's kind of a, like they call it like a pay to play. Like, what are you going to bring for me or what's unique about yours? Like what's your story? What's so different yeah. about your brand or your company that I should bring your wine in? Cause it is a very competitive market here, of not course. just wine, but just alcohol in general. But at the same time, it's like, there's such, there's so many opportunities here in Vegas that it's like, you can't get turned away by, yeah, it's competitive, but it's like if you don't give yourself a shot or a chance to try to put yourself out there, you won't know. So luckily, we've had a good amount of meetings. We have, we've connected with friends within the CrossFit community, and they've talked to us about like, hey, this might be a good lead or this might be something great to do. So it's just, I think, like you said, you know, how, how do you sit down? And I think a lot of it is so you're sitting down or talking to them and having meetings, and there might be four or five meetings that go along or opportunities that come through and you might be told no, but it's like, all right, that's okay. Like I'm going to try someone else or I'm going to try something different. Yeah. So I think being relentless, whether it be in the wine industry or your, your job or your career, whatever you're trying to go for CrossFit, anything being relentless and, you know, not getting too high or too low and like saying, you know, F it and throw the towel in after someone tells you no, because there's going to be a lot more people telling you no than people telling you yes. But as long as you know that, all right, it's not the end of the road here. I'm just going to like maybe change my path or evolve my path and then keep going. Yeah. Okay. This may, this might be a stupid question, but the vineyard itself is still in Utah, correct? Or did correct. you, okay. But so no, you just yeah. moved all your operations. Yeah. So we'll, so the, the great, yeah, the grape farm's still in Utah. That's there. But since Utah didn't want to bring the wine in, since the grapes there are very young, compared to other like vineyards and vines, we're mm -hmm. going to focus on sourcing our, our wine and our grapes from Paso Robles, which is where our production facility has been. So when Got we started it. this, yeah, everything's been in, out of California. So we pretty much have bootstrapped everything from the beginning. It's been long hours, not, not only harvesting the grapes there in Utah, but then driving to Paso, making sure everything's going to plan, working with our winemaker in um, Paso Robles, who is Craig Reed and, Going forward, we're just going to focus on the Paso Robles because everything there in our licensing is California. So that's where it makes sense to do everything going forward. Got it. That's where I had my bachelor. Yeah. Was in Paso Robles. 
Oh, did you? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's really fun. <laughs> it's so pretty there. If people haven't ever gone to check it out, it's it's amazing. They have tons of wineries and tons of vineyards to check out. But it's yes. it's still. I think a lot of people go to Napa and Sonoma. Um, but if people are looking for like a change of pace or a kind of different um, place to check out, Paso is amazing. Ooh, yeah, we had a lot that's of good fun. to know. And they have yeah. a really cute little cross edge in there. They do. Yeah, there's um there's one that we always go to, CrossFit Ergo. Um, it's uh-huh. literally like super close to downtown right off the 46, but, um, if people ever go through there and are looking for a place to check out, that's definitely a place, uh, a spot to go and get a class in. So it's there awesome. You go. go drink some wine, go do some CrossFit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe the want? CrossFit first and then the wine after. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It's so awesome. <laughs> no judgment though. No judgment. And then, exactly. um, my follow up question too was, are you going to have the same booth at the games this year? Cause that was beautiful. I know, I know. Please I would say yes. love to say. I know. <laughs> I know. I have a feeling it's a no. <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, you're right. It is a no. Um, it was just, it was really tough. It, I'm so glad we did it. And it was a huge learning experience last year. Yeah. But I think we tried to do it all at once. And it's it's really tough to put all your effort into two big projects yes. and have them both I be successful. I could see that. Yeah. I yeah. And that. it's not, it's tough because I don't, like, I don't want to think negative. I don't want to think down like, oh, I can do it all. And. I don't want to tell everyone. I don't want to encourage people to do, you know, go for their goals and go for their dreams. But at the same time, you have to be really realistic with what you're putting on your plate. And I think for sure my, like, leading up to the games, a lot of focus was definitely put on training, but it was also put on getting the booth and making sure Alex and I had everything ready and prepped for that and getting shirts out there and getting the wine out there, working with a distributor out there. So this year we decided, all right, let's maybe pull back a little bit. Let's figure out where we're both best going to put our funds and our time and what we can do. And it's been obviously like a big focus coming to Vegas and being able to build this here has been great because we've been central. We've been in person in the city. But to be able to do the booth and, again, put everything in there, it was just too much to handle. Yeah. I um, can't imagine. Like when you did it last year, I, I was like, how does she do all that? And I don't see it as not being able to do it all. I cannot imagine how you did that last year being you know focusing on competing which in and of itself is very small percentage of the world does that yeah um and then having a booth with your business with shirts with merchandise with wine and then wine being sold at the venue I mean that's that's probably 10 jobs in one yeah it's I mean it was definitely a lot to handle luckily like I had Alex by my side so he was able he did a lot of the everything when I wasn't at the booth and I felt so bad last year there was a a point that I had to leave we were literally at the storage unit trying to load the booth that we'd built into the truck and I had to go because there was a meeting for like one of the announcements for one of the workouts and we had to check in and be there and I was like oh my god how is this possible I have to leave him to so so he can like finish putting this in the truck and I'm like he's gonna break his back or something's gonna happen because I can't be there and no one else was around to help and so it was just like so devastating because it's like I have to be there for a meeting because you don't check in you know like not good but then it's like I don't leave him because it's like he it's gonna be so difficult to be able to get it but eventually he obviously got it by himself and everything was okay but it was definitely like trying to juggle kind of like you know, juggling too many balls at the same time or whatever you know yes. like one's bound to maybe fall and we were luckily able to do it and we had a we had friends come out and we we had them help us luckily throughout the weekend that was amazing because their support and their help definitely made things a lot smoother but I think it was a huge learning experience and well there, I'd like to for sure do a boost in the future but it'll just need to reevaluate what we're doing and how we're do, how we're going about it yeah. and what we want to do we uh, we did donate some wines 
to um, the Madison Club. Oh, so the cool. wine will be there for those that are at the Madison Club. I know it's those are like reserved tickets or like the VIP, mm-hmm. but for those that do have them, the the wine will be there. So I'm super excited for that again. Oh, yeah, I remember having that at the games, and I was very excited yeah. about it. It's really good wine. So uh, how can people order it? I know we talked about this last time we were with you, but let's just remind everyone where they can purchase your wine. Yeah. So we uh, so we have the website, thevineyard.space. We have the wine and the apparel on there. Um, we also have thevineyardcrossfit.com for um, just apparel. We don't have the wine on that one. But um, either website you can get apparel on, but thevineyard.space is where you can purchase the wine. Unfortunately, the goat can no longer be found online. We, um, we ended up selling out in terms of the online because of those cases and because the wine got into Vegas here. So we're hoping, on, we're actually working uh, with our winemaker to get another California red blend here soon. And then uh, a rosé possibly for next summer, like early next summer. Yeah. I don't know how many people are into rosé, but it's definitely definitely a, a very popular wine. It's very popular. It's been pretty popular. I've seen it kind of bouncing around the past few years of like rosé all day yeah (laughs) that's exactly what I was thinking like the rosé all day shirts I'm like this is crazy but it's so catchy yeah well it's so great I think a lot of our listeners uh truly some of their questions were like how much wine does she really drink I think there's still that stigma that's like you can't do this I think that's what I mean we love you so much for a million reasons but I think that's also what we love about you is just like kind of this relaxed like enjoy life approach of life doesn't have to be so black and white and so strict and especially exactly. being a games athlete. Um, and I have one of your shirts that I bought last year that I love. It's like kind of like the bat wing flowy shirt. Oh, and yes. um, every time I see it, I'm just like, Oh, train, drink wine and recover and relax <laughs> and, and have a balance. But um, yeah, I mean, talk about that a little bit of just how you really think that's important and contributes to your training and doesn't take away from your training yeah no, definitely I think it's that's definitely been the theme and kind of the mantra if we're looking at it like the train recover drink wine and I think a lot of people they do they get in this mindset nothing's wrong for those that don't drink but I mean I look at life as you know you have this one life you want to make the most of it you don't you want to have minimal regrets with what you're doing and I try to have that philosophy not only in training in the gym, but also like work and balance and life and everything that you're doing. And it's hard because people will ask me like, oh my gosh, you drink? Like, do you say you just drink and you don't actually drink? I'm like, no, I actually drink. Like, I mean, hang out with me for a week and you'll notice I'll drink almost every day. But it's, I think it's a balance. I'm not like going through a full entire bottle. Like I'll have a glass of wine at night or maybe I'll have a beer. Um, Maybe I'll have a mixed drink if I want to celebrate and just enjoy something different or I'm resting the next day. But it's something that I've created balance with. So it's, and I noticed I've I've had wines been part of my life ever since I was young. My parents teaching me about it, like uh, kind of incorporating it into your life that it's part of your diet versus oh, it's an alcoholic beverage that you just drink yes. from time to time. Yes. And I think that's the biggest thing is the message that we're trying to share is you know like you know you don't have if you don't want to drink that's totally fine support that but for those that do drink and that do enjoy it like incorporate it into your lifestyle so it's something you see as balance from the beginning versus putting this restrictive mindset on it. Like, Oh, I can't have it because I'm training or I can't have it because I have to go to work. And it's like, no, you don't, that's not the mentality that you should have towards it. But it's like, if you incorporate it into a daily life practice or maybe every other day or once a week or only on the weekends, then it becomes this more balance where it becomes more natural and 
maybe seen as, oh, it's just part of my lifestyle versus something segmented. And I think that's something that the European, if you look at the European culture, like in France or Spain, and I mean, I spent a good amount of time doing study abroads in my university mm-hmm. in both different countries. And I, you know, you see it as part of the lifestyle and it, you're celebrating life, you're enjoying the moments with people. And I think that's something that we really wanted to create was like, you know, let's share this passion of ours of fitness and wine together. And let's put that out there and say, Hey, like, let you enjoy this moment together. Let you enjoy this glass of wine, this bottle of wine together. Obviously it doesn't have to be during fitness, but it could be at the end of the day or the, it could be end of the work week or the end of the celebration that you want to share with someone and I think that was something that we really I feel like we're trying we've done a really good job of communicating that and sharing that with people and I hope to continue to build that brand and that message to people um, and again it's not just with CrossFit and just with fitness but it's anything in life that you're working towards that you can take a moment and take a step back and like say hey man like I I'm really happy or I'm enjoying myself or I'm appreciating everything around me because at the drop of a hat, something can change or the next day someone can pass away. And obviously like with my history is my sister. Like that's something that I've really learned is like, you don't have that guaranteed next day or that next week or that next month. And I I catch myself sometimes you like, Oh, maybe next month I'll do this or next year I'll do that. And I've spent a lot of time recently thinking like, man, like, you know, I I keep saying like next time, or I want to do this. I want to do that. And I keep pushing those things that I want to do a little bit further out and further out. And it's like, man, like when's the time that I want to do it now? And so I'm trying to be a little bit more present and a little more aware of that so that I'm I'm not catching myself in a position where I'm like, okay, like I'm going to have resentment or I'm going to have regrets because I didn't do X, Y, Z. And I think obviously a constant reminder is my sister and the way that she lived life. And so as much as I can share that with people and say, hey, like whatever hardships or whatever things you're going through, like the biggest thing is try to stay present and stay true to what you want and who you are around and enjoy that and celebrate that and then continue to have that obviously as a reminder day in and day out and obviously obviously it's hard life gets crazy we can get caught up in simple things that may that won't matter or things that we get irritated or worried by and next week or six months down the road we'll look back and be like man why did I even get stressed about that it has no relevance to what I'm doing now right but it's it's something that again just to put in perspective to kind of reflect upon well you know what I think about is I've been watching a lot of Claire and I love the Great British Baking Show, and I love all of those. That's awesome. Anthony Bourdain, you know, Parts Unknown, and all those beautiful Mm -hmm. Chef's Table, um, Ugly Delicious, all of those Netflix shows. I don't know if you've watched any of those, but uh, something that's made me really appreciate food is watching those shows being looking at people who really take time to appreciate what food actually means, what food and drink actually means. And it really has so much to do with community. And I know that may sound obvious, but when you think about the history and what goes into Mm -hmm. really good food and beverage and wine, uh, being in that beverage category is you really, you really realize how food unites us and has for centuries. So I think that that's something that has I've developed more of an appreciation just through that knowledge and education. And I think that's kind of what you're saying here too, is just the daily practice of being present and mindful and more of a quality, quality over quantity. We're not, we're not just mindlessly looking at, let's take, for example, alcohol. I mean, we can apply this to food too, but we're looking at something and saying there there's energy behind this. It's a really beautiful practice. And so if we kind of look mm-hmm. at it from that standpoint, it's quality over quantity and we can apply that to so many things that I think that's such a cool mission that you've, you know, started from the beginning. Yeah, no, I totally a hundred percent agree. 
And I think the more, I think, not not that it's like as you get older, but I think the more moments you or experiences you have in life, you maybe slow things down and you yeah. like take a moment to step back and see that. Cause I, I mean, I'm, I'm 30, I'm like, how old am I? I'm 33 now. Um, and I think like, man, the years go by faster and faster and you get wrapped up in things and, or there's time periods in life or segments in life where it's like, okay, like I know, I know, I know for me, it's, I think of the competition, I think of CrossFit, like, all right, the open and the regionals and the games. And then it's like, after that, it's like, oh my gosh, it's almost, it's halfway through the year. It's July or August. And it's like, where did the year go? <laughs> yeah. And and I'm like, let's slow it down a little bit. But I think, like you said, you know, if you can kind of be in that moment a little bit more and appreciate things around you or appreciate, like, the time and effort that it goes into making some food or time and effort to get together. Like, I mean, you say people gather around food and they have for centuries. Like, I think of the big holidays or times you get together with friends and family and it's like you're coming together to celebrate an event or something, but it's like you get to enjoy those moments together and you, you relish in the fact that you get to drink wine or drink something that's refreshing and that that is satisfying but also allows you to create a memory with the food that you have and exactly. the, the energy around you yeah that's what it is that's you nailed it is the memories right when you think of yeah. all the times you've gotten together with friends and family it's a good bottle of wine and I think of you know not to go too dar- far down the rabbit hole but it's just like the history of this the history of this practice and the history of like making wine and the history of totally. making whatever food that you're making whether it be like homemade lasagna or what have you or pizza or you know fill in the blank I think that's just so cool that's kind of how I want to look at it and so I that is the practice that you're fostering through your business totally and I think and I want to be able to obviously share that and I think anytime we can do I mean I love the wine and yoga events that we get to do because we get to be in person we get to create that moment and I think a lot of people I know it's for my, even for myself, like I can get so caught up in the go, go, go. And I joke with friends. I'm like, man, I, if I have a day where I don't do anything, like it's hard to not do anything. Cause then I like think of things that I should be doing to get done. But when we do those yoga and wine events, we take a moment and I, I hopefully can generate to the people that are around me. It's like, Hey, let's take these next 30, 40 minutes to like kind of decompress from our everyday life and like give yourself moment a moment to breathe and just focus on your breath and obviously it's hard to push thoughts out of, or push thoughts out of your mind I mean they come into you it's like oh what do I got to do this weekend like oh man I forgot to pick up tomato sauce at the store or whatever but if there's if you can take that time to just kind of relax and be in that moment to enjoy then it's like we all get to stretch a little bit give ourselves give something back to our body and our mind and then afterwards we can kind of enjoy that moment with tasting the wines and talking about the wines and that's something that we've done with the with the label that we had for each of the wines was create that story and I think we talked about it a little bit last time but being able to create a story I love the story I was just gonna say the story of the label with your dad is my favorite story yeah the one that people like like doodled like that seriously I think about that all the time (laughs) that's so funny yeah people love it I think it's I think because it's like a caricature and cartoon people think (laughs) I think a lot of people resonate with that and it's interesting we've talked to some friends and they say man like wine and Alex has said it too like wine labels are boring and obviously they're they've been designed off of a traditional sense and what have been done for centuries years and years and years that have passed um but I think it's something to create something unique and different and I think more modern or newer brands and labels are starting to kind of catch on because it's like you go to a a restaurant or you maybe restaurants kind of hard so you don't see the bottle unless you they have it up for display sure but you go to a grocery store you go to a, a liquor store and you're looking at them and it's like all right what sticks out what's unique and different and unless you really i mean if you're 
if you know you always drink Pinot Noirs, you're always going to drink Pinot Noirs. But if you're looking at different labels to try something new and different, you know, how do you base it off of? Yeah. And I think labels for, I think we said last time, like 50% of people say labels, like I base it off of something that's cool or captures yeah. my eye. So if we can create a story and share that story with people based off a label, then it's like, hey, let's, even though I can't physically be able to share that memory with you, or I can share the story, like hopefully you can share and enjoy that story from the label. Yeah. And then you can use that as like, a piece where people get together, you know? Yeah. Like, have you guys seen those wine bottles that have, they come with an app and you can like scroll over them and they animate? Yes. I've heard of that. Someone was telling me about it and I, I think I downloaded it or I was trying to download it, but I haven't got it on my phone yet. But yeah, you put your phone or the app over the wine label and like it's animated or it changes color or something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. There's one, I think it's called, I forget exactly the name of it. It's like 19 crimes. 19 or crimes. Yeah. yeah. And every single one is like an outlaw from the old wild west. And when you when you hold your phone in front of it, they like come to life and tell the story of like how they why they were arrested or what they did. Yes, it's I remember so hearing interesting. that. Interesting. Yeah, it's cool. It's just like it, to your point. I think it you know it shows the shift and like people now are looking for that kind of experience with the label as well. Mm-hmm. Like I've yeah. definitely bought that wine because I thought that was cool, and I was like, oh, this will be cool. You know, I can show my mother in law this when I get home, and or exactly. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I think, and I, and again, obviously there's people that are out there that have been wine drinkers for years or decades, however old they are, young they are. Um, and obviously they, they're going to buy wine based off of maybe where the grapes come from or the type of wine, if it's a Bordeaux wine or if it's a blend or a single varietal. And again, everyone, you like what you like. And I think that's something that's really important. You know, if you like something, then go for it. But if you're not sure and you're trying to find something different, like go for something different, you know, try something unique or something you haven't had. Obviously it's a hit and miss. And if you know if you're going to like it or not, but you won't know until you try. And I think it's been something that we've said kind of also in our mantra of, or just our message is, you know, like, go for something if it's your goal or something you want to work towards like take that chance you won't know until you take that chance so that obviously is multi-used yeah no I was about I was about to say so like at some point in your life you also think about CrossFit yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly it's not all about wine right (laughs) but it's also not all about CrossFit which we love exactly exactly Um, so yeah the CrossFit games are only a couple weeks away by the time this episode airs they'll be right on top of us yeah. Are you guys going to be there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, cool. we're really excited. We actually got, we splurged for the Coliseum tickets this year. So we're going to, yeah. we're in like the back, back, back row, but it'll still back be fun. You'll still be in there. It's, it'll be fun. Yeah. Well, I yeah. heard they were saying that 80% of the events will be outside this year. So that's good. A lot of people will get to, uh, get uh, to see the events. Honestly, the biggest thing I'm excited for this year is just to see what they do took from the first year and are going to improve on because I think last year from the spectator perspective the overwhelming feeling was like okay like this was fine but I think Mm -hmm. there's clearly a lot of you know it just was so different like at the subhub center it was a professional sports venue versus like at the Alliant Energy Center like there the Dane County Fair is going on right now (laughs) (laughs) exactly the vendor village kind of smelled like cows. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So I'm really super interested to see um, from a spectator perspective how different it is, but I'm also really interested to see what events are com- are going to be there. So do you have any, what is your, this is like one of my favorite questions to ask. What move do you think we'll see this year that we've never seen before? Um, it's tough. I was going to say, well, we'll definitely have the road biking. So we saw, we had biking last year and Dave released that picture of, individual event one with a road bike. So I think 
that for sure could be something new. I mean, it's not really new because last year we had the mountain bikes and we did the cyclocross, but I could see like a long, like a long, long bike with that. Um, the other move I think we might see, it's not necessarily new because they had them back in 2012, but it was split snatches or they might have split cleans. Dotcom just huh. put out a workout with split cleans. Castro in his book talks about doing split snatches. And again, I think in 2012, they had that workout three rounds for time of eight split snatches, seven bar muscle-ups, and a 400-meter run. So that could be something we could see. It's tough because, I mean, you, I, I think of all the things of, like, what could come out of Dave's head. And, yeah. and it's like he pulls something so random. You're like, oh, well, didn't think of that, but okay. Yeah. Right. I I think that book was like genius PR timing because every single person went out and bought it. Cause he was like, there's an event in here that's going to be at the game. <laughs> so everyone was like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. We've done, there was one of the workouts in there that I think they had the Alex programmed for myself and our other athletes. Um, and obviously we've done a variety of things and it's tough. It's like, which workout is it? And it's yeah. funny because there's some workouts in there that it gives as examples, like ones like 21, 15, of squat snatches and muscle ups. But it's like, well, they took kind of a variation of that and actually did Amanda. So I'm like, well, would they continue to do like a, a 2159 or take one of those workouts? It's tough. You never know. But it's like they ov- obviously haven't released anything. And so I think it's for sure one of the more quieter years in terms of events and like what's happening. I mean, the only thing else I think they've released was a team event with the, um, the Concept 2 bike. And that's about it. Yeah, I think um, the only other thing I saw was that the Masters are going to be swimming. Yeah, the Masters will be swimming. So, But you're right. It is just like these very kind of minor nuggets and as opposed to the years past where he's like really teased a lot more stuff. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure by this time last year or almost this time last year, maybe another couple of days or another week, uh, he released like that chipper workout with like the 100 pull-ups. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, it could he could release something or he could just be like, nah, I'm just going to tell you day of. Day of so I'm, I, I know, guess, that's whatever. I, and I mean, we, yeah, I guess there's still time, but that's the thing that like cracks me up so much about Dave Castro. And it actually used to drive me crazy about him. I used to think like, who does this guy think he is? And now I just yeah. find it hysterical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, again, I think for him and his team, like they want to create a spectacle, spectacle. They want to create something unique. And it's, and he even talks about it in the book, you know, it's not workouts, they're events, they're there's something where he wants to display. He wants to create, like, he sees it in his mind as, like, this image or this this layout of events going from one thing to the next, like, across the field to play, which for spectators, for sure, it's enticing because it's, one, it gets them engaged. Two, it gives them an idea of who's where and who's winning. Oh, like, yeah. You just it's like you're watching. It's yeah, like, you're, like, watching it happen right in front of your eyes, and it's all very beautiful to watch, like, aesthetically exactly. pleasing. Yeah, no, totally. I will. I will say every single year at the games, I have one moment where I stop and I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, I'm just watching a bunch <laughs> of people work out. <laughs> like, why yeah. is this fun? Yeah. But then I look so around funny. and I'm like, but that's it. And then, but then that is, you know, I look around and I'm like, okay, this isn't just watching people. Like, I'm not just at Gold's Gym, like yeah. watching somebody do bicep curls. No. <laughs> Well, he said that in the movie, uh, so too. True. Dave Castro said that in the the recent, the most recent, uh, I think it was Redeemed and Dominant was the most recent CrossFit film. But he talks about that, of how designing the games is is so much of, of like an art project for him. And I know he reads a lot and he gains a yeah. lot of inspiration from scenery and books and art and music. And so I think that's really cool how he incorporates that. So it really is kind of like a masterpiece. Like he sees it mm-hmm. all playing out in front of him like a drawing and he's like you know 
posting things up totally. on the wall and like making drawings. And so I, I really appreciate that side of it because yeah, I mean, it's so cool when you walk in the venue and you see the floor and you see the layout and as a spectator, all we're thinking is what is going to happen here? Like you see, yeah. you see this empty, beautiful, pristine field and like it's not like a football field where you walk out and there's just grass like you see this huge obstacle like like an obstacle course but and yeah you're like what's gonna happen here so you see like a tease of what we're gonna, we're about to see but we have no idea what actually is going to happen so it's it's so brilliant it is yeah it's definitely i think obviously you put a lot of time and and thought into it and i think obviously there's a lot of changes whether the week of or leading up to it but obviously he wants it to be the best and they obviously plan for it so it's uh, it's always cool to have kind of come together and see what it is and it's tough because like my mind's usually like oh this is gonna be so cool for the spectators to watch but like i know like i'll think like oh man that, like i'll take a moment to like look back and like man that's gonna be sick for people to watch like like the ropes last year like the 20 foot ropes i was like sweet like i'm think athlete wise i'm like i love rope climbs like 20 foot's no big deal like let's go like i'm a taller longer athlete let's let's climb these ropes and i remember like thinking when he released i was like man the people in the stands like that's gonna be cool they're gonna be able to see people kind of at their height because of where they're sitting yeah i was like that's gonna play out really cool um and then like during it i'm like thinking i'm like man like i'm pretty high like i can see people but it's like you know like man it's not like there's like they're standing but like you're ascending but then you're also descending at the same time so i think they did a really cool job on that one yeah it's legit watching a real life video game and you're watching the players i mean it is and you're like <laughs> that's so funny that's you're awesome and you're legit seeing which players ahead so it's like it's yeah. like a real come to life video game it's really cool that's, how he's done that so um yeah. I, you know i feel like every year i want to ask the same question but I, I really truly feel like every single year you've been doing this for so long I mean, do you do you ever feel like there's something that you have to like stay ahead of the game or like learn something new or get like insider information of like how you can stay with the competition or is it just like true grit, just working hard? I, yeah, I think it's I think I mean it's tough. Obviously, for everyone, it's a little different, but I think of what I've done over the years in the training. Obviously, like yeah, you have to you have to stay with the game. You have to continue to evolve with the sport because obviously the sport's evolving. Like the numbers yeah. that people are hitting in times back in like right. 2007 to 2012 to now, obviously are changing and getting faster and bigger. So definitely evolution and being able to evolve your training and adapting. Um, and obviously, like you want to continue to get stronger and faster, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's I think a lot of it comes down to like putting in the work. But not just putting in the work. It's also taking time to like think about it strategically. And that's something that Alex and I have spent a lot this past year. Not of, okay, just do the work. Like, okay, like, well, why am I doing this work? What about this movement? Or what about this piece that I need to focus on? Like, especially last year after the games, like really focusing on technique and with everything that we had going on, like we focused, okay, like weightlifting and like making sure I'm getting my, my strength in, in terms of the lifts and like squatting or benching or deadlifting, whatever it is, is a priority. So we put a lot of focus on that. Uh, and this past year of training has been different than previous years where a lot of it was focused on like the Metcons and making sure I'm doing that. And it's good. Like I have a good base in terms of conditioning, but it's like there was things that needed to change and evolve. And so we sat down last year and kind of put a little more effort into that not just the physical aspect but the mental piece of strategizing say like what am I doing and then kind of taking a step back and it's like all right if I'm in this situation you know I need to have that situational awareness like what's going on I need to be a little more aware of just going in there and just having blinders on not saying that blinders are bad because blinders are good at certain points but you sometimes need for me 
as an athlete, I need to be able to pull those blinders back and just be a little bit more aware of what's going on. So that's something that I focused on that we both have been working on the past, I'd say like six months or so. Um, we've worked on this in the past before, but we've just put a little more emphasis on it because I've been doing this for a good amount of years. My fitness is there. My strength is there. It's just obviously building upon it. And especially so close to the competition, it's not like, okay, like I'm going to get super strong in the next two, like next two weeks or 10 days or get super fast. Like, okay, my fitness right, is this, there. Uh, yeah. At this point, your fitness is there. Yeah. And we've been training this year has been really good. And I feel like definitely spent more time on things that maybe that I needed to work on, like definitely more swimming in the pool this year than previous year leading up to the game. So I'm really happy about that. But I think for a lot of people, it's assessing that mental aspect because a lot of people will go in the gym, do the work, the physical work, but it's like, there's that mental component as well that you need to kind of assess your time towards, you know, that all being said, is there anything that could pop up that you would just be like, no, 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 no. Or is there anything that you're like, What's like your favorite thing to see and your least favorite thing to see in a games workout? Um, I love rope climbs. I love deadlifts. I love double unders. Those would be something I'd see. Longer events, I like to see those as well. Um, things that would be like, no, 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 would be strict deficit handstand push-ups. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are, are uh, for sure one of my weaker movements. It's something that I've continued to work on and attack over the years. But it's like, I feel like I'm a turtle walking forward when I make progress <laughs> on them. It's like, it's a small little step, but that small little step was huge for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's tough because it's like the road bike. I was like, man, I was really excited to see the road bike come out this year because it's something different. Um, and I'm spending a good amount of time on the bike, just getting more comfortable. And a lot of it doesn't, it comes, a lot of it comes down to just the technique and knowing how to shift gears and when to stand up out of the seat. And I've, luckily I've had some really cool friends that I met here in Vegas that, um, that I've gone riding with that have been really cool in terms of exposure to the bike and just getting more time on the bike. So it's, um, I feel like, you know, I'm ready. I've done everything I can up until now. Obviously I'll continue for the next 10 days leading up until checking in when we, when we go for the games, but it's like, I want to go out there and just give it everything I got. And I feel really good and I feel really prepared. Okay. So a lot of female, well, a lot of our listeners are females, but a lot of our female listeners, um, I, we're, we're often talking about like training and how much to do now because you're a professional athlete do you fall into the trap of um like feeling like you're not doing enough training or like how do you oh yeah ration it to where oh, you're yeah. like you don't want to overdo it yeah it, it's tough right now because and i've alex and i have probably had this cock like at least once a day it's like oh man should i do this and what about that like oh maybe i should add this in or maybe we should change this around and it's tough because it's like you never especially now like you never know what's going to come out so it's like all right should i add this element in or change it up but it's like you have to, again, goes back to that mental aspect of like, okay, like don't have to self-doubt yourself. But it's mm. tough because it's like, man, I should be doing more and more yeah, and more. Yeah, because like you're constantly like doing – You're probably thinking like what is everyone else doing? Yeah, and like it's it's tough because like it's you'll see social media. It's like, oh, this person's doing this or this person's doing that. And it's like I've noticed the, the more time I spend away from social media, the better just because it's like I don't need to – Oh, yeah. I want to have – plenty of time and I have plenty of things to do to occupy my time. So I don't need to spend more time on social media. Cause I feel like that's a black hole. Sometimes it's good. Cause I love engaging with the community. I love responding to people, messages and comments because that's part of who I am. I've always been like that. And I always will be like that. Um, but sometimes it's like people obviously like no one's going to post like their five mile run on Instagram. Cause who wants to see that? They want to see like a big lift yeah. or they want to see, a fast time or whatever it may be. And obviously you want to celebrate your successes, but at this point it's like, you know, like 
there's there should be there should be no doubt but it's hard we're human but it's like i've done the work and we've spent a lot of time evaluating what needs to be done and alex spends a, a, so much time like programming for myself and whitney and roy and what we need to be doing to getting us prepared and i think it's there doesn't do you any self-worth or self-value and just eats you as in from the inside out yeah. if you're spending so much time online or looking like oh well this is person's doing this and this person's doing that it's like it doesn't matter it just like, we don't even matter. know the workouts yeah, yeah exactly and I think, obviously, depending on what your goals are, like if you want to compete, if you've never competed at the regionals and you want to compete there, you know that there's typically going to be two workouts a day, at least three days. I mean, they could throw an extra one in there, but it's like, you know, your body needs to be acclimated to that volume, if not more, like maybe trying two lifts and then two workouts, you know, getting your body adapted to that. So obviously that that's a whole different conversation because it's like it depends on what your goal is. Yeah. But for me and where am I at? It's like, yeah, it's definitely, hey, like, don't doubt yourself. Like, don't start getting into, like, a rabbit hole. It's like, oh, I should be doing more and more and more. And it's like, no, that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. No, that's really good. And uh, this is kind of a follow-up question from one of our listeners, Laura. She's like, how does she handle all the stress? She's always so serene. Does she have any tips? And I love that because you truly have – I think I want to hear more of just the mantras or the things that you've lived by, the values that you live by, because um, you are just such a grounded person, something we just love about you, and you're so easy to talk to, and you you're so relatable. Awesome. Um, so kind of just share your values or your kind of life mantras that you live by. Totally. I think one of the biggest mantras that I had kind of when I first started was focus, drive, execute. And I think that can be applicable, again, to not just CrossFit, but just everything in life. Like focus on what you're trying to work towards, execute your plan. And obviously that drive is an important part between those two pieces. But that was something that I just kind of, I, I would focus and tell myself, like, take a big breath, like close my eyes and just visualize whatever I needed to visualize at that moment, whether it was an entire day or a workout, or a certain piece of lift. Um, and that was something that I started out with. And over time, it, it kind of evolved into or like maybe a little bit more of a bigger mantra which has been the first part Alex and I worked with this was be accountable so whatever your goal is like be accountable to your goal again whether it's fitness related business related etc um, but that be accountable to your goal is important where it's like whether you write it up on a board or you write it up on your mirror um, a scene every day I think it's really important because it allows you to kind of remind yourself of what you're working towards I think that, that was the biggest most important part was being accountable the second part was prepare and execute so how do you prepare towards that goal? How do you execute that goal? So, for example, like you want to eat healthier, you want to not go to fast food, like prepare, prepping your meals obviously is important, bringing those meals and eating them in terms of competition or in terms of working out, you know, or you're, you're studying for a test, like make sure you're preparing and then making sure you're executing towards that goal. And again, it might not always go to plan. Like if you have a plan and you go execute it, you're like, oh, that didn't really work out. That's where that second, that next part comes in, where it's review your work. So looking back, it's like, all right, I did this plan. It didn't really work. How can I change it? How can I evolve it? We've taken this mantra, obviously, to business and what we've done to build the business. So we're obviously, we're obviously always reviewing what we're doing. Is it working? Is it not working? Are we able to generate leads or sales? Um, if not, then let's go back and fix it. If it is, all right, cool. How can we continue to push forward? Um, and then after reviewing that work, we go to being patient. <laughs> Which I think for a lot of people, it's really hard. Even <laughs> myself, like, even though I preach it, it's hard because it's like, well, you, you want, want like the overnight, you want to see results and you want like overnight exactly. success, quote unquote. Yeah. And I think being patient is really important because it's like, hey, like, we want things. I feel like, especially too, we're in a society where like 
you get a your phone breaks you can get a new one literally that day if you needed to or wanted to like if you're not happy with something you can go go try and fix it if like oh man like if something is broken i need to go fix it right away versus k like maybe i don't have that ability right now so it's being patient to work towards that goal like all right cool i want to lose 50 pounds okay awesome like it's not going to happen all in one week or a month and i think of you know just like the progress of what you're going to do like if you are consistent each day day in day out yeah then those little steps that you're taking will get you to that end goal and that's where the last piece comes in where it's like enjoy the journey that's something that i've obviously from the beginning i've had in my mind but even to this point like enjoy the journey like take a moment to like look at the clouds or look at the mountains or like people say stop and smell the roses i know it's cliche but i think it's whether it's that phrase or a different phrase that helps you take a moment to stop and say hey man like I'm alive, I'm breathing, my body's working, I have a roof over my head, I'm able to eat food, I don't have to worry about being kidnapped or my house being bombed or whatever. Um, I think it's really important to remind yourself to enjoy what you're doing. And if you're not happy and you're not enjoying what you're doing, then go back to the beginning and say, hey, what's my goal? And you're not happy with that goal, change your goal. And I think people's goals change a lot. I think you don't have to, you know, I, I would hope, and I hope to, I, when I share this or talk to people and even myself, like if your goal is changed from when you originally set that down, that's fine. Don't have to tell yourself like, oh, I have to do this because this is what I said. If you're not happy and it's not something you're enjoying and it's making you miserable or it's making you not kind of rethink your goal, then evolve, like change, change it. It's not set in stone. And it's like you change that goal and if you're happier and then you're able to make progress and you feel like you're excited and you're working towards a better goal, awesome, do that. And so that's that's kind of like the biggest mantra that we I've used recently. And I think when someone goes for whatever said goal or whatever they're trying to work towards, a, a something that's really important is that positive environment and that people that you surround yourself with. And it's going to be hard because the people that you think that might be the most supportive, like family or close friends, they may be the least supportive. They may be the ones like pulling your, you away from that goal. So it's hard because you, the biggest thing that's going to help you continue to succeed is obviously, you know, being accountable to what you're doing, but like putting yourself in an environment where you have good people, whether that's a good gym or a good work environment or a good home environment, kids, family, whatever, like surrounding yourself with people that believe in you are going to push you up in a positive way versus pulling you down. And a lot of people don't realize this, but a lot of people that aren't happy with themselves and what they're going through, they'll project a lot out to the people around them. Ooh, so if someone's yeah. not happy That's with so their life, common. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because it's like, how many times have we seen that? And it's like, maybe we don't see it at first, but then you take a step back and you're like, man, like, why are you so negative or angry? Why do you keep pushing that out? It's like, maybe they're not happy with themselves because they're not losing weight, but then you are mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, well, you still look chubby or whatever, you know? It's like, okay, man, like, they're, the, the issue isn't with me, it's the issues with yourself. And But again, how many people are, t- are willing to take a step back and look at themselves and say that? And, okay, cool, I need to stop projecting what my yeah, initial feelings are Yeah, that self-awareness piece is not, it takes a lot to get there. And it's really hard to deal with people that don't have that awareness yet. It's not to say there's like mm-hmm. a better or worse, but it really is hard. And um, I always notice when people project is you feel like you just like you just feel like you have to get it off of you. You know, whenever you feel that like exactly feeling you're like, oh, they just like kind of dumped all that on me and it feels disgusting. Like that's how you know when someone is projecting on you and you don't seem totally um, Margo, you don't seem like someone who like ruminates and failures like you're very much someone who you see it, you learn the, mel- the lesson and you move on or you like do what you, you like. You're like an action person. Yeah, that's interesting. I never thought of it like that, but 
yeah, I think I've, there's, I mean, there's obviously going to be things where things happen in life where it's a no, or you are a failure, or you didn't, fa- you didn't meet a goal and you failed, but I think kind of looking at it, it's like, hey, like, maybe I did fail, maybe I didn't reach that, but it's like, that's okay, I'm going to move on and do something to, to the next feature, or to the next goal, because I think that continues to help me move forward, and I think, I don't know if it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg, like, I don't know if when my sister passed, that was my mentality was to keep moving forward and use her, her life and how she lived life as a motivation or if it's how I've always been like that and having that allowed me to continue moving forward and kind of honor my sister and say, hey, I'm not going to just get stuck and like and not be happy and not move on. And mm-hmm. so it's tough to like which one came first. And I remember having a conversation with my sister and she at one point said, you know, like I feel like I can't be happy because Cheerson's not here and – like, I don't, I feel like, I, I feel like I feel being, I, she said she feel, felt bad for being happy because she wasn't here. It's like, she felt like she had to be sad because she wasn't here anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's, that's really impactful. Like that like kind of hit me heavy. Cause I was like, well, I see what you're saying, but it's like, sh- she would want you to continue to move on. She would want you to be happy because wherever she's at, she's there watching down or seeing you. And she wants you to be successful in whatever it is. Or she wants you to enjoy life. Cause that's what life's about to be able to continue to enjoy life to whenever your your end date is yeah. or whenever you are taken. Yeah. And I think that was something for, at least for Remy to kind of helped her, I think, over time, realizing, all right, cool, like, I, I deserve to be happy. I deserve to enjoy and have fun in life, even though she's not here. And even though I can't share these moments with her, she'll be with me in memory or she'll be with yeah. me in my thoughts. Yeah. And Claire and I talked a lot about this last week, too, just kind of how the struggles are what shape us, even though it's, like, the shittiest part of life. It's the, I mean, truly, like, life would be pretty boring if we were all just kind of cruising along and things were great. So Totally. But we do our best to protect ourselves from hurt and pain. So it's kind of like this really weird catch-22 where it's like we grow the most and we learn the most and we have a more fulfilled life when we're kind of coming back from our pains. Um, mm-hmm. But then we do everything we can to not get hurt. <laughs> So it's just, yeah, it's just kind of getting to know that about ourselves and looking for ways that we can be like, man, I'm going to put myself out here and yeah, it's, it's going to hurt if it doesn't work or when we lose people or when we fail at goals or fill in the blank. But, um, yeah, you know, we have to be more human in that way. Yeah. And I think it's, it's tough because you, if you think about that, you know, you put yourself in that position and, and it feels vulnerable. Like you feel like, oh man, I could get taken advantage of or something's going to happen where it's not going to work out. And it's it's tough because you want to put yourself in that position and I think I think maybe that's why a lot of people in terms of their goals and what they're working towards maybe are a little reserved or a little hesitant like they want they don't want to go and say what they're going to do because it's like it puts them in a state where they're vulnerable and oh yeah like, oh well, you did you didn't get your goal it's like well hell man like maybe I didn't get it but at least I tried and that's better than never saying my goal and never going for it right. you know right yeah. yeah I think a lot of people do that and they hold back because they're like afraid to say it and I th- we've all been there we've all been there it's yeah like, oh this feels oh, really totally. big this is too big of a dream I don't want to say it out loud people are gonna make fun of me or whatever that's something that we all have to like work towards and being able to put ourselves outside that boundary mm-hmm Okay, so we got to wrap up. Let's uh, remind our listeners where they can find you on social as well as where they can buy your wine. And we didn't yeah. even talk about your Instagram debacle, but yeah. our, all yeah. everything is solved. Everything's solved and fine. Yeah. You were hacked. Good. Now you're back. Yeah. Now I'm back. My Instagram is the 321GO-G-A-U-X. So that's good. That's me. All good to go. Enable that two-factor authentication, if I said that right. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I always mess that word up. And then, uh, oh, the Vineyard CrossFit uh, Instagram as well. And then our website is thevineyardcrossfit.com for apparel and then the vineyard.space for the lovely wine. And I can highly recommend the apparel because I have one of your shirts and I wear it all the time and it's one of my favorites. I'll have to say, you, the, the, it was the bat wing yep. one, right? The yeah, one it's the, the black yeah. kind of like cool. bat wing flowy shirt and I will yeah. it so much. It's, it's, like one of my it's favorite definitely shirts. one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. So, so awesome. listeners, you can grab some of those uh, fabulous shirts too because I uh, have tried them and I can say they are fabulous. <laughs> Very comfortable. Joy approved. They're joy approved. Awesome. Well, we're so excited to see you, Madison. Yeah. Hopefully we get a chance to say hi. And yes, we'll, definitely. And rooting you on. Nonetheless, we'll be screaming you know, at you from the back of the nosebleeds if you hear somebody just <laughs> yes. loudly yelling your name way off in the distance. It's us. <laughs> I love it. I'll definitely be looking for you both. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, thank you. Have thank a great you so night. Much, and we will Margo. talk to you guys so much. Take care. Yeah. You too. Take you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.